This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to episode number 22 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And of course, Mo. Hi, everybody. You know, whenever I introduce the uh, podcast with a number, I'm worried that it's going to sound like a low number because we're a weekly podcast around 22, but we have double that in episodes that are out there because we have the backtrack and the intermediate ones. Well, that's because we're special. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like short bus special. Whatever or... you say the episode number, just multiply it by two. Either that or we're old and keep forgetting every other number. You can't keep track of them? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, math. <laughs> <laughs> we are recovering from our trip to Megacon last week. Yeah, that's a task. <laughs> it was an adventure. It was. It was missing great people, though. Oh, a lot of tons fun. of contacts. Met yeah. a lot of great people came by the booth. The thing that kind of struck me is that how many, I guess, younger kids were interested in what we had to say. I was actually a little surprised. <laughs> yeah, they were more interested in the Rubik's Cubes on the table than they were in what True. we had to say. Yeah, but once they got them there, yeah, then yeah. They, <laughs> I was able to give them the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite time was, I don't think either of you two were at the table. You had both stepped off to go do some stuff, and two young teenage girls had walked up, and they're like, Uh-oh. Can we do the Rubik's Cubes? And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And they took those cubes, and actually faster than what John did. They were like the 10-second solver people. Oh, wow. And they were yes. just flipping Speed through. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> that just makes me feel bad. Because <laughs> came from my generation, and I can't do those things in two weeks. And they're doing them in like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we've got a lot of growth on the, uh, the YouTube channel. We got uh, we did. a lot more yeah. listeners on the podcast based on the stats I was just looking at. So all in oh, all, nice. I mean, we were there to get the word out. And I think we did. Talk about it. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was odd because the convention was so big mm. that it almost felt like at times we were kind of swallowed up or lost in the shuffle, so to speak, because there were, I don't know, I couldn't even count how many tables there were. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hundreds. I mean, it'd be hard to not be marginalized in that yeah. kind of huge environment. So you yeah. only just got like the subset of traffic that happened to come by that area who happened to turn and look in your direction and who yeah. happened to not run past you. So, right. <laughs> but even with that, I mean, I was still happy with all the, like you you said the interactions we have with the people yeah the cosplay video is doing really well mm -hmm. that, yeah yeah we put out 14 pieces of content on youtube during geez. that convention it was uh Ooh, it was a yeah, rapid was a marathon fire. let me tell two you two or three even four on some days <laughs> Yeah, we needed to buy the edit booth table space. We didn't have <laughs> you get one with a dual monitor set up and a scroll right. wheel. That's what I needed. And a soundproof booth. <laughs> right. Oh, but it was a lot of fun. And we have some more conventions coming up that we're going to talk about yeah. a little later in the show, I know. Yes. 
one little bit of business to cover too. We've been talking about updates to our spring blockbuster challenge. No, 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 that's, I mean, yeah. no, no it's we important. really don't need to cover that, guys. That's something we can totally do another time. We've got, we've got to have some closure. You know, because it's, it's really, I mean, what is it? It's amongst friends, right? It was a gentleman's it bet. We it don't is. really need to yeah. talk about it anymore. Yeah, but, but money's money, bitch. Pay me, bitch. So, and I know, Mo, you're going to talk about the last film to release in our uh, series of four. We had uh, Ready Player yeah. One, Infinity yeah. War, Deadpool 2, and Solo, which Mo's going to talk about. Are you going to tell us how that one did, Mo? He's going to tell us about it. He's gonna... I'm going to tell you about the movie. How about that? <laughs> Because is that really? It's, we're talking about like art here, right? And how do you put a value on something like that? <laughs> it, the value you go to the box is, office receipts and how many yeah. people spent money on it. That's how you put a value on yeah. it. The value is two rolls of quarters, as we've established. <laughs> Solo mustered a uh, paltry hundred and three million dollars opening weekend domestic. Seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes, which is not bad. I mean, honestly, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad score unto itself. It's not good. It's underperforming for a Star Wars film expectation, but yeah, yes. Uh, but we had all picked our numbers, and I can tell you now, the numbers are in. The numbers are in. Since I obviously lost, part of my punishment, I'll say, tell everyone who won. Oh, okay. All right, because it's gonna kill me. It was impossible. Twenty-four points. So, Mo, how many points did you get out of twenty-four? Mo. Did better than 50%. No, he did actually at 50%. No. Exactly 50%. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't so even count half. that number right. <laughs> Mo, 12 points. So I, I, I garnered a whopping 12 points. Okay. John did better. Better, yeah. With 18, so he did better than if he picked randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, I didn't, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the winner. Yay. With 20 points. Hooray. Must be George, based it's on George. the uh, celebration George. in the end zone that I hear. It's George, George is right again. All right. So we will both provide right you here, with two rolls of quarters. Down goes Mo. Down goes Mo. <laughs> it sounds like it's all about you. John went down. It was better to knock you down because you're like our movie review critic guy. <laughs> oh, that I made see. me happy. You see, I had hope, though. I mean, I was really banking on Solo being an awesome movie. Yeah. Which it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, I didn't get to see it, so we'll talk about it later in the show. But so you didn't enjoy that much, though? I enjoyed it. I was disappointed, though, but we'll talk about it. Oh, OK. All right. And before we get out, you know, we had our some of our viewers on YouTube pitch in their numbers to see how they did. Somebody's going to win oh, yeah, a T-shirt. That's right. The comment contest. And and user yeah. Guano Guy, perfect score. What? He called every single number right. He ranked them all no in order way. perfectly. 24 points. Wow. So what? he'll be winning a t-shirt. Here, I got to give him the, the clap on yeah, that one. Yeah, give him the clap. Ooh. Nice golf clap. Well nice. done. There we go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 24 out of 24. Mm-hmm. Not an error. Yep. Guano right. Guy, let us know. We need size, color, and logo. You got it. And before we jump into the meat of the show, my favorite part of the show always is fourth listener email. I, I love it. I you were going to say George's movie picks. Okay. No, that wasn't my favorite part, but and no. that's on the past. It's already done. <laughs> that's that's done. my favorite part, I think. I got it confused. That's what it was. Yeah, it's history. It's done. It's over. <laughs> Fourth listener email this week is from podcast listener John. That's John with an H. It's not fan mail from me. It's from a different John. <laughs> and John just writes in briefly, says, I'm late to the party on your podcast, having recently discovered it. I just wanted to say I enjoy listening to it, enjoy going back in time to my childhood, remembering games and toys. You now have a fifth listener in me. Thanks, Whoa, John. Whoa. <laughs> Easy now. Listener. No, we can't do that. We're going to have to. I can't my, handle that. That's too I can't much have pressure. my ego overinflated. You can be our second fourth listener. Uh, we can do that. We can do that. Or we'll have to fire a listener. One of the other. 
Four point one. All right. Fort, no, fourth squared. <laughs> well, that's a whole different number, George. Yeah, that's, that's how that's, math that's, works. Okay, it's getting to higher math oh. here, dude. Yeah, I, I'm not good at the oh. math. Th- thank you, John. Thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. you writing in. John just took a moment out of his day to write in and inflate our egos a little bit. Let us know that he's listening. We appreciate him and all of our fourth listeners. Thanks so much. That's awesome. And now it's time to jump into the show. I've been slime. No one escapes the evil horde slime pit. Yes. The evil horde slime pit from the masters of the universe. You put it together. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Big Audacious Idea is the new podcast for deep thinkers and inquisitive minds. Each episode, Craig James blends philosophy and science to explore a bold new topic with one of today's most provocative thought leaders. Here, Seth Godin reframed the idea of cryptocurrency. Listen to Aaron Burdick's predictions for the future of augmented and virtual reality. Ponder life after death with Stephen Hawley Martin. You can find Big Audacious Idea on your favorite podcast app or go to evergreenpodcast.com. Big Audacious Idea. See the big picture. Since we were just talking about Solo, let's get and jump right into our media section. Okay. I guess we could talk about the challenge. Okay, I'll say it one more time. George, <laughs> this is it. This is the last time I'm going to say it, but congratulations that you won. Do we have like like some soundtracks that we can put with like some great music or some applause from an audience or something behind that? I really think we need that. Eye of the Tiger, some Rocky movie. Yeah, Chariots of Fire maybe for you. Yeah, what do we need, go. George? We'll do something. But let's talk about Solo now that we're done okay. talking about George. Okay. Tell me about it because I didn't want to go see it because I didn't want to contribute any money just in case <laughs> just, it went over the threshold. He I was didn't see it just after. to spite you, Mo. Just to spite, the, just to spite the ratings. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie, but okay. I wasn't wowed by it. I, I agree. And that's just I'm thinking. I think I figured out why I wasn't wowed about it is none of the characters moved. They didn't move? Mm-hmm. What do you mean they didn't move? They didn't grow in any way. Oh, okay. Right. Like the way yeah. they were at the beginning was the way they were at the end. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so. And I think that just kind of left the movie sort of flat for me. Did none of it like inform the characters that we know and love or oh, it was did. it just... I mean, they did some backstory okay. and how to, yes. you know, Solo, where he oh, came from almost. and how he met Chewbacca and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get it. It really just, it's filling in the blanks between like things you already know well but okay so now Rogue One did that and I thought Rogue One was a brilliant film I really enjoyed that one are you saying that this this was Rogue One was definitely better Rogue One was definitely a better movie and this one though like I said it's almost like it was like a made for TV kind of movie it seemed like really wow that's kind of bad I don't know that I would agree with a made-for-TV movie. You know, yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it felt like. That's it, a little harsh, but I get where you're going. George, this is probably would have been a better comic book. Oh, okay. It, it was kind of like, hey, you know all these things. Hey, did you know that Han Solo won the Millennium Falcon from London Carissian gambling? You did know that. I'd like to see that scene. And they're like, all right, right, put that in the movie. Gotcha. Did you know that Han Solo met Chewbacca? When he met Chewbacca, Chewbacca was a slave? I did know that. Would you like to see that scene? Here it is. You know, it's just, it's nothing you didn't already know, which is, I think, why Mo's kind of saying it. Nobody moved. It wasn't like you got to go, oh, now I get why Han Solo's like that. No, it's like he's exactly like you expected him to be. But here's all the stuff you already knew on screen. Right. Gotcha. All right, well. I was kind of hoping it'd be more like, I don't know, like either Solo, maybe he was like totally just selfish, like completely selfish at the beginning and he learns mm. and grows or whatever or something like that. But, you know, he was pretty much the same guy from beginning to end. Generally moral, kind of like roguish, yeah. nice guys. He's what he was through the beginning. Yeah. yeah so exactly. it sounds like I can wait for the digital download on this one then. No doubt. Yeah. Had some pretty great scenes and, it, you know, the special effects, of course, are outstanding. Yeah. So digital download it in 1080. 
<laughs> and, and use a surround sound system. Okay, it right. was it was fun. It looked great. It had those little moments. It's kind of like it, it's a film of moments, and the story kind of was irrelevant. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I agree. All right. Well, at least we actually saw a good movie, John, the other day. Oh, we did see a good movie the other day. Yes, we did. We talked before about the Star Wars fatigue and uh, sequel fatigue and that kind of thing. This was an original movie called Upgrade. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I guess it helped that I had very low expectations for Upgrade. Hey, me too. i seen the trailer at the front of maybe one of the three times I saw Deadpool or something. I saw this trailer <laughs> and it looked like... It looks interesting. Yeah, from the trailer, the premise is something happens to a guy. He's paralyzed. He gets a chip in his neck that has some AI in it. And if he allows the chip to, it can be a ninja. Kind of is basically... The, yeah, wow. it can control his body. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the premise. But it was so much better than it ever yeah. deserved to be. Really? All right. Upgrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you take equal parts, the $6 million man, John Wick, and RoboCop, and you stir them up in a pot, you're going to get upgrade. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. It takes some high tech stuff. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty good description because, like I said, one, I was surprised. Just like the story was interesting. It was. The AI interaction with the guy, and it was also just entertaining. Mm hmm. And it was funny because the, the thing in his neck could only hear him if he spoke out loud. He couldn't hear his thoughts. And so to everybody else, he was talking to nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you hear this dialogue and everyone listening just hears him. What are you talking to? Right. <laughs> they all think he's going crazy. Right. right. Yeah. All right. But as soon as the AI controls his body, it pretty much it controls his body with computer like skill. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. And so the computer is controlling his body, beating this guy. And the guy who's talking is going, just stay down. Just stay down. Because he knows it's going to keep kicking. <laughs> his ass he's advising the guy he's punching to not get up because he knows the computer's gonna keep kicking his ass <laughs> one thing is it, it was another Bloomhouse movie yeah and so john i looked up you know how much they, the budget was for this movie nothing had to be nothing five million five million dollars five million oh uh, wonderful it probably cost five million dollars just to make chewbacca's outfit you know yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> and they did a whole film here and it was great i mean i didn't recognize anybody in it but nope. they were all good it was just fun cool maybe i'll go see that and Instead of solo. I recommend it. If I had to pick the two, I'd say see Upgrade. No kidding. All right. Yeah. I might go see that today. Yeah. Then. If you said, go see a movie you've already seen again, and, and I'd pick from them, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to see Solo again. Yeah, I would definitely see Upgrade again. I think so. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna log off the podcast and go watch it. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Business well, is not over. you it up so much. Well, then I'm doing my job. <laughs> George, how about you? What have you been consuming in the media world? You know, with Megacon that we just came from, of course, there was a ton of comics, and we picked up a ton for comics. Comic Sans. Uh, I'm sure you're on a comic book contact high still. Yeah. Well, it's nice because Comic Sans is going to a weekly broadcast. So it's going to start uh, the Tuesday or Wednesday after this podcast, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the things that entails is me reading just a ton of comics now. Poor baby. Yeah, I know. Right. It's almost <laughs> becoming work at this point. You'll get but over it. I did find one from, it was actually, I found it at Free Comic Book Day. Oh, sure. I know the author of it pretty well because it's the guy who writes Solar Flare for Scout Comics and it's right. called the mall. Like Darth Mall? No, no, just the mall. <laughs> like the gallery. Like mall, like the mall. Oh, where you go shopping. Okay, the yes. mall. Got it. It's set in the mid-1980s, so perfect for Gen X grown up. The cover mm -hmm. is like a I can't remember that art style where it was the flat pastel colors with the models' faces and the targeted colors, like you'd have the lips that were pink. Oh, like uh, like a Duran Duran album yeah, cover. Yeah, like sure. that kind of thing. Got it. And so that's what drew me to it and made me want to pick it up. It's essentially about this kid who grows up in this family who owns like a little restaurant or something like that in the mall. 
And they're like, okay, what's so great about why does that need to be a comic book? Well, the kid is mobbed up. Like his whole family is mobbed up. Hmm. There's all this intrigue and everything. It feels like it's going to play out like the criminal side of Miami Vice. Okay. And the kid, you know, he's going to end up taking over the family thing and stuff. It's fun so far. I'm enjoying it a lot. We only have the free comic book day version so far. So the new one is due to come out soon. Uh, they're taking pre-orders on it now. All right, so just one book in so far, though. Yeah, just on just the free comic book huh? day. And like I said, they're pre-ordering it, so you should be able to pick that up at your comic book store. Just go in there. They'll have it in previews. You'll be able to grab it. All right, cool. Well, very cool. We got the juice. We got the twist. We got the spring seven up the 10% real juice. We got the juice. It's going fast. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are going to keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's genxup two zero For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Technology and toys and gadgets and gizmos and stuff like that, I know we're all interested in. There's a classic toy, George, that you and I spent a lot of time fiddling with while we were uh, there at Megacon. And that's the <laughs> yeah, Rubik's Cube, yeah, right? Yeah, the Rubik's Cube. I mean, everybody out there has heard the name. Everybody out there has seen the device somewhere, shape, form, on TV, in somebody's hands, wherever. 30 years, I guess, this thing has been around. I'm thinking, I don't know how long it's been around. Probably longer than that. But I first found out about it when I was a teenager, if I remember right. So about 30 years for me, and I always wanted to solve it. I, I was one of those kids that, like, I could get one side done, but it wasn't really done because, you know, nothing mm -hmm. was lined up on the next right. rows and stuff. Not it really, was just like, yeah. ooh, look, I got the red side. No, you really didn't. <laughs> then I started, like, prying them apart and putting them together, doing that kind of thing. Cheater. Yeah. I, I just couldn't grasp how to flip and spin and twist and all this stuff. Probably about a year or two after I first found it, that's when you started seeing the competitions on TV with the speed solvers and stuff, and they were doing them in like 20 seconds or some craziness. And so I got frustrated, and I went off and I did other things like baseball and football and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you decided to redouble your efforts here, right? You So you brought your cube, unbeknownst to you. I, I had mine there, too. I did. Well, and you're like, I want to learn it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we had talked about it off and on and kept saying, you know, I really want to learn the cube. And you always kept saying, oh, I can teach you that in five minutes. I can teach you that in five minutes. But we never would get around <laughs> to it. So Megacon, I had kind of a captive audience, so to speak. And I was like, okay, yep. we're going to sit. You're done editing the 14th video that we've done for Megacon. <laughs> right? So show, show me. me how to do a Ruby's Cube. And lo and behold, you actually taught me how to solve a Ruby's Cube. I was really surprised that 
A, you had the capacity to teach, and B, I had the capacity to learn <laughs> wow. at this age. <laughs> You've insulted two out of three of us. Good job. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and most screw you. <laughs> but yeah, you started to pick it up. A lot of it is kind of repetition makes it where you can actually do it regularly. Sure. And have you continued to work on yeah, it? Yeah, I have. I was so proud of myself that I solved it down to the final two corners last night before I was getting too tired and went to sleep. So I was like, oh, yay. And they were actually... They're in the right position. They're just kind of twisted like the colors aren't in the right spot. It's where that little corner belongs. It just needs to be turned around. Yep. And you know mm-hmm. that's just another algorithm that you'll you'll get memorized. Yep. Righty alg, yep. lefty, lefty alg. The, <laughs> and it was great on our Megacon table. Like that was the one of the items that people kept coming up, especially that giant Huge draw. that you had. What was it? Like seven by seven or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, people yep. were like, holy crap, what's that cube? Like? <laughs> that was actually great when people come up and go, I can solve Rubik's Cube. And I go, oh, I'm working on this one. They go, oh. <laughs> John always has to be superior in his cubist knowledge. If yeah. I can. <laughs> if at all possible. But it's a lot of fun. If you guys are out there, you're listening to this podcast, chances are you know what the Rubik's Cube is. They're on Amazon. They're super cheap. You probably got one yeah, later. Yeah, if you don't have one, I mean, yeah. go grab one from your local toy store, Amazon, whatever, and just start playing around. There's tons of videos. There are puzzle solver apps out there now Mm -hmm. that you can download on your phone. You can take a picture of your cube and it tells you how to solve it. Uh, More cheaters. Well, yeah, but (laughs) it'll start to get you used to the patterns and things. But it's cool. It sounds cool. It'd be fun to do. So it's kind of like blending the old with the new tech toys. I get it. Well, speaking of blending the old with the new tech toys, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Atari VCS. Oh. Oh, is it happening? Lest you think I'm talking about the Atari VCS that we've known for 40 years. (laughs) You're talking about the new and improved Atari VCS. This is that thing that was called the Atari Box, and then for some twisted reason, they changed it to be called the Atari VCS. It's had a long and rocky story history. I think almost a year ago, they came out and said, Atari Box is going to be a thing, and they really didn't tell you what it was going to do. And then uh, it was... Indiegogo campaign and then they pulled it and they changed its name to the VCS. Anyway, it's been so frustrating because they have yet to say what the hell it is. It looks like an Atari. It's got games on it. It's a retro and future console. It's so confusing. Well, you guys talking about the thing at Megacon that the pre-order thing was coming up or something? What's going on with that? Yeah, the pre-order just opened this past Wednesday. And because I've, I'm on their mailing list, they send you the email, hey, sucker, the, <laughs> yeah, the countdown to the opening of when you it? can order one. Yeah, That's I great think. marketing right there. Are you the kind of guy that likes to throw money at something, an unknown quantity? Have we got news for you? <laughs> but yeah, so Wednesday, they finally hit the, the countdown. And still, even on their Q&A, it's like, what does it do? We haven't yet released all this other information. So you really don't know. Like, you look at the website, what can you do? Play, stream, connect, customize, command, and curate. Who's this company that's putting this thing out? <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't sound like it's... Nintendo or anybody I don't know who owns the Atari license anymore I thought it was Nintendo but the project owner is Atari it is Atari oh, really? whoever currently owns the Atari IP huh. they're the ones you making would think this they thing. would be better at disseminating information to generate buzz or maybe they're trying to generate buzz without giving out information uh, it just sounds so scary because it's just like <laughs> it's just they won't commit to exactly what it does you know oh is it a big secret are you waiting to find out well maybe you know here's some partners well what are they doing what are these partners doing <laughs> anyway I'm in trouble I've been having people at my work ask me hey have you heard about this Atari box Atari VCS thing that's coming up I'm like oh yeah I've heard about it I'm sure we're going to talk about it on our podcast and we'll be able to give you all the details so tune in <laughs> believe me i'm giving you all the details 
So they're releasing it in like five flavors. What? So the cheapest you can get in is like 199 bucks. Wow. And that doesn't even have the wood grain on it. It has no wait, controller. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so it's the Atari VCS. It's modeled. It's supposed to be after the Atari VCS we grew up with. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have the wood grain in all the... Well, the cheap version. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Yeah, there's a version that has no, the wood shut grain. Up. No, I'm done now. If you don't put the wood grain on it, it's not Atari. Screw off. That's it. I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> so it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's like it's it's exactly what I I want to know more and love it. But their Indiegogo is still going on. The initial week has passed. Some of the prices have gone up if you didn't get Wait, in this early. this is on like a Kickstarter Indiegogo type thing? It's not even... It is. Oh, good Lord. Yes, exactly right. You're supposed right. to have more details in that. You'd uh. think... So, George, you said you're out. Mo, what about you? What are you thinking? I'm going to wait and see just because, um, like usual, I'll just wait till you get it, John, and see what you think. <laughs> Let John take the plunge. I mean, he does. He's an early adopter. He is the early adopter. So. That's true. Well, you're in luck because I ordered one. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> and you probably ordered whatever the, the most expensive flavor was, too, didn't you? Well, I had to get the wood okay. grain. Is that the most expensive flavor? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It was it was the wood grain one. <laughs> yeah, it was. You were just so dejected that you had to click the button. You're like, fine, whatever. I was. It was. It was like I, I'm the I'm the damn target audience, and it's like, well, you don't want to be left out of the Atari VCS, do you, John? You sucker. And I'm like, I, I kind of don't. Great marketing so, in that email campaign there. Yeah, I I know. It's uh, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but the Atari VCS. I don't know what I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get some kind of a box. I'm gonna get some kind of a controller. It's gonna have some wood grain on it. And the best part of all, it's not coming until 2019. What? Holy crap! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just a winner all around. And and it's and it's not like early. It's June of 2019. Oh jeez. So I've got a whole year yet. To wait. That's <laughs> assuming they're on time. Yeah, right, exactly. I was about to say, you know. All right. You, There's going to be a delay. Well, you know, in order to maintain quality, it's going to be pushed to June 2030. Or Oh, man. <laughs> you can always count on me being an Atari sucker. So I ordered one. We'll check it out. I hope it's awesome. And you're all super jealous you didn't get the wood grain version and I win. But I'm I'm not super confident about that. <laughs> well, so out of curiosity, you said $1.99 for the cheap version. How much did you kick in for the wood grain? It was more than that. It was more than that? <laughs> like, you you don't even want to tell us it was that bad because I was thinking about I was like maybe I could talk my family into giving me this for Father's Day but that doesn't sound like I can do that it's embarrassing it's wow. embarrassing that I dropped 300 bucks Whoa! on a thing I won't get until June of 2019 and I still don't know what it does Three. <laughs> Hundo. Wow. So I'll be your sucker. I'm your patsy. I'm your mule. Whatever it is. I'm the goat. So I ordered one. We'll see in a year from now or more if it turns out. I'm hoping some more details will come out between now and then. You'd think they would have to, but the Atari VCS round two. We'll see what happens. All right. Good luck. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Volcano, do your stuff. Fire! Mask. Wow. Where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Mask, Volcano, and Outlaw, each sold separately. New from Kenner. And welcome to a promotional ad for the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And we're the only podcast. Well, no, we're not really the only podcast. There's a bunch of podcasts and the exact same stuff we do. We just think we do it a whole lot better. Sure. Sure. Because we have that kind of ego. So if you like pop culture references, movie talk, comic book talk, TV talk, news of the weird, news of the weird, we're the show for you. You can find us on Stitcher iTunes or Apple, whatever the hell it's called now, and most other podcatching devices or apps. Sure. So look us up, give us a listen. We're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we appreciate your support. Peace. Games. 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 Games.
Games, 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 <laughs> Give him a moment to regain his composure. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, I grabbed a game called uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. Ooh. Oh, it's got a good start. Like Battlestar Galactica. Right? This game is definitely right in my wheelhouse. It's kind of a tactical turn based space combat game. All right. Okay. It basically takes place during the first Cylon War. So you're basically commanding the fleet as the Cylons are attacking the various planets. Around the time of the Chrome and Steel series? It? Yep. The toasters. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you control various different ships and stuff, and it's all turn-based. So, like, okay, this turn you say, move here, move here, but you really have to kind of take into account things like arc of fire, like, uh, only have a couple weapons, which is actually a good thing, because otherwise I think it'd be too complicated. And then the other ships that you fight against aren't complete idiots either, which makes it interesting. Mm, so good AI. Like, they're not predictable, okay. they don't do the same thing over and over again. Well, what are you playing this on? Are you playing this on... PC. PC? Okay. Yep, it's a Steam game. It's So far, it's been pretty fun. I mean, I think it was on sale for... $14. Okay. So I think I'll definitely get my quarries out of it. Do you think this popped up in the uh, in the sale thing for you? Maybe because you'd recently been playing Ogre and Battletech? Oh, which Are those similar type <laughs> sure games? Okay. Oh, okay. gotcha. Because you mentioned kind of turn-based kind of thing, and I'm like, that sounds familiar. Yeah, they said, they said, oh, like kind of you with the Atari thing. They're like, oh, Moses sucker. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care the quality. He's going to buy it because he will. Just because. Just like I do. Battlestar Galactica yep. and it's turn-based combat. Yep. So you're like, take my money. I think it's a fun game. You know, it's a, they have an online version too you can play against somebody else and since it's turn-based that works out well so you haven't done any of the online no, yet but it's it's available yeah do you know what, what was his regular price before the sale do you know was it was it a big discount uh, it was like, yeah i think it was like 29 i think it's 50 percent off oh okay oh wow right. so they're, they're pretty proud of their battlestar galactic game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it came out a bit ago too so yeah fair enough definitely a game i think i would recommend if you're into that kind of style so i got one that i want to talk a little bit about all right it, it's already fun just to tell you the name of it this game is called dude stop <laughs> 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 All right. That's what drew me. And I'm like, there's a game called Dude Stop. I'm like, I, I got to see what this in. is. <laughs> <laughs> just from the title I might be willing to buy right there yep and uh, and coming off the heels of uh, how much we enjoyed Deadpool 2 this is one of those kind of fourth wall breaking Stanley Parable okay. sort of puzzle games oh okay oh, alright all right. I like Stanley Parable yeah me too and it breaks the fourth wall extremely and the goal of the game is to figure out the goals of the game and either achieve or not achieve the goals <laughs> and that sounds kind of confusing probably yeah, yeah. you just backtrack talked on yourself. I don't know what happened there, but my blood vessel in my brain just popped. <laughs> George just had an aneurysm <laughs> as I described. Dude, stop. It's really just a simple puzzle game. Think of like mini games. Like imagine, so there's like, there's a picture of feet and there's a picture of socks and a picture of sandals. And it said, what do you do? And the right answer is you put the sandals on the feet, mm -hmm. but you don't put socks with sandals, right? right. It's like drag and drop, very kind of pixel art. Okay. Right. And there might be one, like a picture of a USB stick. On, it looks like a computer. It's like, do you pull it out or do you click on eject first and pull it out? It's just like, what do you do? What's the right thing to do in this environment? Okay. What happens when you do something like put socks and sandals? Well, that's exactly the thing. And so the way you progress through the game is, okay, you can either be friendly 100% of the time to earn certain trophies or be a monster 100% of the time to earn certain trophies. So you replay levels, sometimes doing well, the right thing, sometimes doing the wrong thing. The way, reason it's fun is because the whole way through, there's this narrator who's constantly infuriated with you messing up his puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so as you go through, he gets more and more aggravated because to progress, you've got to mess up the puzzles on him. And when you do, he gets so aggravated, it keeps threatening you with this countermeasure inside of the software. Uh, and he actually, like, you see him drop down this console and start typing code to release something on you. And it's kind of in beta and kind of goes haywire and it starts to be glitches. And that's why it's a very meta kind of wall-breaking game. Fun is, yeah, it's it's okay fun, but it's also, like, entertaining. Huh. Like, my daughter or my wife would sit in the room with me and chuckle along. It's just fun to watch it being played. Okay. So, Dude Stop Dude okay. is Stop. the name of this game. How much did it cost? Did you get your quarries out of it? What are we talking here? You know, I'm playing it on Steam. I I think it's regularly like 15 bucks. It was on sale. I got it for like 13 bucks. I probably played it about maybe four hours or oh, so. Oh, not yet then. You still got a ways so to we'll go. we'll see. You're only about a third of the way there. You're right. I feel like by the time I finish it, it's probably good for about 10, I'm guessing, based on how it okay. goes. All right. Uh, and I, I'm good with that. Added value in the fact that it's amusing. All right. <laughs> Have you like actually finished it yet or... Have you not gone through everything? I haven't okay. yet. I have not yet. I was just curious. Do you know how far you are in it? Um, I think I'm probably maybe, like progression-wise, I'm about two-thirds maybe, based on what it says is the length. But throughout the game, you're also doing this meta game of gathering uh, puzzle pieces throughout. So I have to go back and build some puzzles and see what that opens. So I'm probably half to two-thirds of the way through. Huh. It's a non-standard kind of game that if you uh, it's a point and click not joystick controlled it's just all mouse driven yeah interesting worth checking out i think if you want something uh, atypical okay cool yeah. i like creative stuff that i don't think you'll be disappointed <laughs> chewy caramel rich milk chocolate rollo is a whole roll of smiles Hi, everybody. We're the 3-Bit Gamer Show. What's a 3-Bit Gamer? We are. Yeah, but like, what is a 3-Bit Gamer? I don't know. For all things video games, listen to our podcast, The 3-Bit Gamer Show. The podcast is better than the name, usually. Find us on iTunes, Spreaker, the Google Play Music app, and 3BitGamerShow.com. Okay, you know, before we end every show, we always kind of want to let everyone know the things that we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. John, I know you got something we're looking forward to. I think we all are. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit at the top of the show that we went to Megacon, but we weren't done. I've been really excited for the South Florida Gaming Expo. This is like your area. This is your... Your yeah, yeah, this is the one I've really been looking forward to. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not yeah. just John's. I love this thing. You can all jump on this one. We, we can we can dogpile on this one. I know we're all looking forward to it. It started just focused around the fact that they have hundreds of arcade machines and pinball machines all on free play in this giant auditorium. It's up in Atlanta. George, you and I went last year. All three of us are going this year. Mm -hmm. I just, I love it. We're going to be on a podcast panel on Friday evening. Plus, we're going to have a table there in the, just outside of the main ballroom, soliciting uh, some more subscribers and viewers and listeners. I just can't wait. Yep. I just. I love the SFGE. And this is I'm your ready. second year going, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm going to tell the story, John. Yeah, go ahead. So last year, John calls me. It was Friday. I was at work, just got back from lunch. John calls me and <laughs> says, hey, uh, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> right. At home? I don't know. Nothing really. Why? And he said, well. Incorrect. He said, when can you get to Lake City this afternoon? What do I want to go to Lake City this afternoon for? Because that's like. It's kind of a midway point between where you guys live and I live. Right. And yeah, pretty much. So he's like, well, if you come to Lake City, then we can leave one of our cars somewhere in a motel parking lot and we can drive to Atlanta and play video games for free. 
I said, oh, well, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> That's worth it. <laughs> All you had to do was say free video games, and I was there. So we did. We drove up there. We had a really fun time. It was one of our first, maybe our first road trip video. I think so. Yeah, yeah I believe it might have been. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We, you know, they had the main ballroom just filled with 70s, 80s, and 90s arcade games and pinball machines and even some vendors, which I was kind of surprised about, but there were some cool vendors there. Yeah. And a variety of stuff. Yeah. Like Perler Bead people mm-hmm. and, uh, artist kind of booths and then you had people hawking their like uh, some people selling pinball parts if you were rebuilding mm-hmm. your machine or yeah or people that had their video game on kickstarter or something right. and they're they're showing it you know we we met the I was uh, finite say, reflection guys there we and found twin cop, cop of course absolutely so much cool stuff has come out of it i remember it fondly that's why i'm so much looking forward to it i loved it it was great we talked about it like when we got done that first day and we were bedding down and get ready to go back home on sunday we were saying that no matter what, we're coming back next year. Yep. We were sold yep. that right away. True to form, we're doing it. <laughs> well, aside from SFGE, Mo, what do you got you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks? A movie I've been waiting for for freaking ever. Like one of the few sequels I've been waiting for, which was The Incredibles 2. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie came out 10 years ago? Something like that? At least. Oh, at least. Probably. After the first one came out, I was like, okay, they made freaking 30 Toy Stories. They can make another one of these. <laughs> Just one more incredible. Yeah, just Come one on. more. I just need one more. We've had enough Cars films. Yeah, exactly. How right. many Cars films do we need? <laughs> cars, 15 planes, years ago. Boats, Incredibles whatever. came out 15? 2003. Holy cow. 2003. Wow. Yeah. And it still stood the test of time. Oh, I yeah, mean, absolutely. that film is awesome. It's great. It's phenomenal. And Incredibles 2 starts like the moment Incredibles 1 ends. It picks up mm-hmm. that oh, instant. Really? When they're they're all in the parking lot and the Underminer yeah. is attacking. The underminer. It's right there. No one is beneath me. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell you something <laughs> that you guys might not realize, and this might get you a little bit into some of my realm. There's an Incredibles 2 graphic novel that's coming out at the same time as the movie. And it's all about one day where the two older kids have to stay home while the parents are out fighting crime during the movie. And they have to stay home and take care of the baby. Of Jack-Jack? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's funny. I think it's a hilarious crossover. It's it's one of the things on our list. So I'm looking forward to that one. I might check that out. And on the Incredibles 2 front, so much the Incredibles 2 is sucking me into. They might make me buy another Lego game because they're doing an Incredibles Lego game also. Released the same day. Yeah, pretty much like, you know, eh, with those, but. This one I made. I know yet. I'm burned out on those. Yeah. <laughs> it spans both movies. Okay. So you want to play it until you've seen the second one, probably. But yeah, that might suck me into that, too. So there you go. I think everybody's looking forward to Incredibles. Do you think too. they're going to have it on the Atari box? <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be ammunition for you for at least a year. Well, yeah. <laughs> or longer. <laughs> at least. Or longer. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. To change the subject, yeah. George, what do you got you're looking forward to? Well, all right. I got one that it's kind of, I guess, a, a guilty pleasure of mine, so to speak. Do you guys remember the Oceans films, like Oceans 11, oh, yeah. 12, of 13? Course. I really enjoyed yeah. those films. I, I enjoyed the original film with Frank Sinatra back in the day, and then the Clooney remakes. With the Rat Pack. Yeah, right? the original Rat Pack film. I saw something the other day, and I was like, no. No. Really? Is this the, the all-female led this one? This is. It's Ocean's 8. Oh, it looks really good. I You're was right. very surprised. I was like, okay, this does look kind of fun. Now, here's the kicker. Our podcast releases on 
the 7th, Thursday. Yep. This actually releases on Wednesday at 8 p.m. for one showing. Wednesday? I know, right? What? How crazy are they getting with these weekend release early things, right? <laughs> it's basically the previous week, eventually. You're right. <laughs> then the larger amount of screens will be on Thursday. I don't know why they think this thing needs Thursday releases, let alone Wednesday. Mm. Uh, to me, this could be just a straightforward Friday, Saturday, Sunday release normal. Right. Uh, right it's right. not yep. one of the Avengers films. It's not so well, maybe it'll be better than Solo. But maybe it might be Solo. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. <laughs> it looks to be fun. The basic storyline is that the main character is the estranged sister of Danny Ocean. Oh, really? I didn't know how it was connected. Yeah. All right. So it's his estranged sister, and she puts together her own crew to go steal some stuff. Hmm. The crew okay. looks interesting because the actresses involved in it all are pretty talented. I'll probably yeah. check yeah, it out. But... I'll do like a Tuesday $5 ticket day thing i think gotcha cool yeah i don't think i would see it in the uh the rumble seat recliner oh, no. <laughs> i think it's I think, I, th I think it's worth seeing yeah it did look good yeah i agree all right lots to look forward oh, to yeah. and uh and as you're listening to this we're probably uh, playing a video game at the game room expo right now <laughs> every package of kellogg's raisin bran has two scoops of raisins i know that but do you know that two scoops are enough to give a plump juicy raisin to each captain of the queen's guard all the girls on the Cranston High Cougarettes and Boy Scout Troop 12? That's a lot! If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. Before we end the episode, I got a quick shout out I'd like to do. Oh, good. Sure. Uh, Blue Juice Studios. They produce comic books and a few other things. Their parent company is called Blue Juice Films. These guys actually work on a lot of the stuff that Kevin Smith does. They're tied in with the oh, wow. comic book men. We met them at Megacon. Yeah. Really nice people. They gave us a ton of comics that we're going to be starting to review on Comic Sans here in the next few weeks to months. Oh, thanks, oh, guys. Yeah, that was really uh, nice they one. do some great books, Accelerators, Aether and Empire, which is one I'm really looking forward to. That's kind of like Jules Verne meets Star Trek. Cool. And mm -hmm. Anne Bonnie. If you guys have a chance, go check them out. They've got all their stuff in Diamond, and they've got their own website. Definitely Blue Juice Comics. They're a great company. Awesome. Great. That was nice of them. I appreciate it. That is going to wrap it up for another episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. We'll be back Back in two weeks with a regular show just like this one and next week with a backtrack and i am ready oh, yeah. for this backtrack we're gonna be talking about schoolhouse rock <laughs> <laughs> oh man love it until then i am john george thanks for being here yes sir and mo appreciate you yep always fun and fourth listener we will talk to you next time bye bye see you guys bye This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. And I might kill that part because... I was going to ask, was that for the show? I didn't know what that was. That was weird. Uh, yeah, I, I might use that or not. It's, it's I, I think I probably won't use that part because it's like it doesn't really fit in our... 
Maybe it's just me telling George. Doesn't really fit what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll kill it. All right. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.